Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 8th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So tomorrow night is UFC 225 at the United Center in Chicago. And uh, there's two women's fights on the show. All four fighters made weight. So let's get to the fights themselves. Uh, The first one is the first non-title UFC featherweight bout. It is Holly Holm versus Megan Anderson. And, uh, of course, Holly Holm is really a bantamweight because that's what we've basically seen. We've seen uh, Chris Cyborg fighting bantamweight so far. And so uh, Holly Holm is really a bantamweight. And, of course, she lost her last fight to Cyborg. Um, You know, her fighting style uh, doesn't do her any favors, okay, if it's... uh, if her opponent uh, is aggressive. She tends to lose. And Holly is basically a counterpuncher. And if she gets lucky and lands something, she can win. But lately, she hasn't had much luck in that regard. Honestly, I would like to see her be more aggressive, but it's just not her style. So, I don't know. Now, Megan Anderson is a real honest-to-God featherweight. Holy macaroni! All right? And um, she's from uh, uh, Queensland, Australia. Uh, she is six feet tall, so she is a big one. And uh, most fans should remember her from Invicta. Um, now this is a higher competition level, obviously. Uh, but uh, the one thing I will say about Megan is that um, uh, I didn't really think much of her until she uh, started training, uh, moved to the U.S. and started training in Missouri with um, UFC fighter James Krause. And uh, she's, he's really helped her improve tremendously. I thought her uh, last couple of fights with Invicta were, uh, she gave really great performances. But obviously Holly is a higher level of competition. Now the only thing is that uh, Megan is a lot bigger than Holly. So it depends if she can press that advantage or not. And um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I don't know how much ring rust she has because she's been out for like over a year. Uh, she was supposed to debut in the UFC last year, but I guess she had visa problems or something like that. And so here she is now. Now, if she, Megan wins this fight, obviously she's going to fight Chris Cyborg for the featherweight title. And that's a different kettle of fish. Now, if you're wondering about the supposed the proposed super fight with Chris Cyborg, and uh, bantamweight champ Amanda Nunez. Amanda broke her foot in her recent fight, so I don't think we're going to see that in the near future. Cyborg keeps talking about how she wants to do boxing and all that kind of nonsense, but eh, she could be bluffing. Who knows, right? Now, the other women's fight, which is on the um, prelims, is Claudia Gadelia versus Carla Esparza. Now, The unusual thing about this fight is these two have real, honest-to-God, bad blood between them, okay? And the reason they have bad blood is they were supposed to fight two times in Invicta, and it never happened. The first time because Claudia broke her nose, and uh, I believe uh, Beck Rawlings replaced her, and then... Second time around, Claudia got sick after the weigh-ins and the fight was canceled. And then Carla, God, I never understood why Shannon Knapp let her, uh, Invicta owner Shannon Knapp let her do this. Shannon Knapp let Carla come out and address the crowd and basically give 
a free trash talk sentence, Tra trash talk session. I, I never understood why Shannon let her do that because Carla acted like an idiot. But anyway, so it hasn't come through. Claudia was not in Tough 18, if you recall. She was supposed to be, but they pulled her. So now they're getting, they're, we're seeing this fight here. So the situation is much different from when they were invicted because there was a championship belt at stake. All right. In this case here, you've got two fighters who may very well be on the downway slide. So they could be going to Palookaville, but maybe not. Okay. In the case of Claudia, uh, she uh, lost her title shot to Joanna Ejicic uh, a while back. And then she switched a dojo. She actually moved from her home in Brazil and Nova Uniao to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico and Latrell Yee, which is actually a separate gym in the uh, Jackson Wink building. Okay, if you can believe that. So, okay, maybe that solves, her pro solves uh, the problems. You just didn't see eye to eye with Nova Uniao anymore. Uh, Andre Pedneris, to be exact. So, she won her next two fights and then she took up Pasting like she got clobbered by Jessica Andrade in her last fight, and that was last fall. And so it makes me wonder where she's really at because here she's training at this new place. She's, you know, they're trying to improve her, and she got clobbered. Okay, it was a unanimous decision, but it wasn't close, it was a one sided fight. So I don't know, she needs a win. Uh, I expect her to get it uh, because Carla is, I think, at a lower level right now. Yes, she used to be strawweight champ when she came out of Tough 18, but I don't think she's been the same since she lost the uh, title to Joanna Edricic, and that's mostly because she had shoulder surgery. And I just don't think she's as good uh, as she used to be. She lost uh, one fight that probably she should have won, uh, to if she was as good as she used to be. Uh, Carla is a all-American wrestler, and that's her game. She's really not that good on her feet. And so uh, I'm not sure if Claudia is going to try and outstrike her, because Claudia also has a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so she, she's great at that stuff. So I just think Claudia is a better fighter than Carla in all areas, and I, I think since the shoulder surgery, I don't think Carla is the same fighter as she used to be. And, uh, you know, she used to go for finishes and she doesn't seem to do that anymore. And she also isn't a very good striker. So I, I just don't see Carla winning this fight. And I think what we're going to see is eventually she's going to go down and down and down. And we might not see her in the UFC anymore. But if she wins this fight, maybe she gets back into the title picture. Who knows? That's why they have the fights, right? Okay. Now, there's also a show tonight... In Japan, it's Deep Jewels 20, and uh, Kana Watanabe is in the uh, main event, so there's no title matches on, on it or anything. Now, a couple of fighters missed weight uh, for that show. Uh, one of them was uh, 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 Nanaka Kawamura, you know, the idol girl who they're trying to turn into a fighter, and um, she uh, missed weight, and... Um, you know, I think the fight is still on. Also, King Rena and her Korean opponent also missed weight. So uh, I'm assuming that fight is still on as well. 
But that'll be on uh, Saturday morning, like early Saturday morning. And uh, I hope to have uh, more on that fight tomorrow, more on that show tomorrow. But uh, it's a nothing show, really. Okay. Now, if you go to the blog right now, you can uh, watch the video from uh, Wednesday's NXT show. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Lacey Evans, as uh, some fans are probably aware, I post all of Kyrie's matches and Asuka's matches on my blog so that their fans around the world can see them uh, without having the WWE Network. Okay, so what this was, was a, what they call a rubber match. Okay, Kyrie won their first match, Lacey won their second match, and uh, the reason for the feud, or mini-feud, is Lacey needs to be, learn to be a more natural performer, and Kyrie is someone who can show her how to do that. So uh, that's really what... I've seen some fans complaining about why Kyrie is in a feud like this, but you have to understand that part of uh, NXT is instructional, and someone like Lacey needs some help. And Kyrie is a good person to help her. Okay, so Lacey comes out to her usual dance, which I can't stand, and she has Kyrie's name written on her fist. And of course, this refers to her finisher, which is a, a they call it a woman's right, but what it actually is is a punch. I don't like the finisher because you can't use a punch as a finisher nowadays. It isn't 1975, okay? All right. Kyrie does her usual entrance and she shakes her head at Lacey's antics. Now, Lacey has the edge early in the match. Uh, some of her offense is okay. Uh, I liked, uh, she did a uh, Cobra clutch. She turned it into a modified giant swing. That's actually something you can turn into a finisher. Uh, some of her offense needs work, uh, but you know, she has a big advantage here. She's working with Kyrie, and Kyrie is really good at selling offense. And then, of course, Kyrie comes back in her usual dramatic fashion. She hits three interceptor spears. Uh, the reason that move works so well is like a lot of Japanese wrestlers, the first thing they learn when they start out training is running the ropes. And it's something that wrestlers here in the U.S. and Canada need, sometimes need help with. But uh, Kyrie, Asuka, you'll see Yoshirai, Yoshirai as well, they are all fantastic at running the ropes. And uh, the end comes, Lacey takes way too much time going to the top rope, and she misses a moonsault. And then Kyrie, uh, le this leads to the elbow drop, and Kyrie wins. Now, the feud should, that feud should be over. Uh, I don't know who they're going to have for, next for Kyrie, but um, of course we always look forward to seeing her because she's very cute. <laughs> she's also really good in the ring. I mean, like I said, the thing about Kyrie is... Fans love her, and uh, also she's a very uh, expressive performer, and, and I think that's the main reason they wanted Lacey working with her, because Lacey doesn't really have that down yet. Okay. Now, Pancrase announced yesterday uh, a women's match added to Pancrase 298, August 5th at Shinkiba Studio Coast. It is an atomweight bout. It is... Loma Lukbunmi versus Hana Date. So uh, Loma uh, is from Thailand. She's 22 years old. Now you may, you may recall seeing her in Invicta. She has a 187 and 13 kickboxing record. So like a lot of um, fighters in, in Thailand and some other countries like that, 
she started like really, really young. Okay, she even fought Erika Kawa, Kawamura at one time. All right, if you can believe that. Now, she has a 187 and 13 kickboxing record. Now, she made her MMA debut. Uh, she won by unanimous decision over Melissa Wang on the January 13th Invicta show. So, obviously, this bout is part of uh, Pancrase's working agreement with Invicta. Now, in that fight, I thought Loma looked okay at times, especially with her striking, but her lack of MMA experience showed against an opponent that she should have finished. Um, so, I mean, is she, is she, she's a decorated kickboxer. She's won all kinds of titles. But as an MMA fighter, she's a long-term project. So it depends, you know, sometimes it depends how successful she is. If she keeps winning, my guess is she'll continue. But you never know, a bad loss, she could say, the heck with it, I don't want to do MMA anymore. I'm a lot better at kickboxing. It's just a lot easier for her. So we'll see what happens. She should win this fight. Hana Yamada is her real name, uh, is the girl's real name. She goes in the ring by Hana Date. And uh, she was part of that team of models who fought for Deep Jewels a couple of years ago. They were called Team Date. And uh, they, all, they were all former models trying to become fighters. And they were all pretty awful. Okay? And four of them, including Hana, now work for Ice Ribbon uh, Pro Wrestling, okay? So Hana was actually not that bad at MMA. The others were worse. Uh, she's 21 years old. Her MMA record is 2-4. and four. The last time she fought, she lost to Sohee Lim at the March 11, 2017 Road FC show in Korea. And as I said, she also fought for Deep Jewels. And I think she went, if I remember correctly, 2-2 two and two or something like that. You know... Uh, it looked like she had given up on fighting. Now, like I said, she's been working for the most part for Ice Ribbon, and she has also done some fights for this company called uh, Seiza, and that's not an MMA product. It's not a, I mean, it's kind of a hybrid rules fight, fight product. It, the rules are really weird too. And so it's kind of, it's not shoot boxing, but like shoot boxing, it has odd rules and so it's not really MMA or kickboxing or jujitsu or anything. It's just weird. And the fights don't really count towards an MMA record, but we've seen, uh, for example, Nana Takahashi, who's a veteran pro wrestler, she's been working for them too. So I, I don't see her beating, uh, winning this fight. I see um, uh, Loma winning this fight. And uh, it depends how, um, how uh, um, dominant she is. If she has trouble with Hana, she may think that MMA is not, not for her. But the experience in the cage can only help her. Okay? Uh, you know, you don't know. I, I just didn't think she was as good as I thought she should be in her first fight for uh, Invicta. But like I said, she's a project. Okay? And uh, she may turn out to be a decent fighter. She's a great kickboxer, so it is possible. Okay. Anyways, that's about it for today. I will be back on Sunday with my review of UFC 225. And also, I will look at the Deep Jewels show as well. 
Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And you can leave a message on my podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. And if you want to subscribe to my podcast, please uh, do so at uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, and other services. So again, we'll be back on Sunday with a podcast. Uh, Until then, enjoy the fights and have a good weekend.